The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. The moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Blog Talk Radio. Quedo en coma después de ingerir el veneno de tu boca. Cuando despierto siento el frío de mi cuarto vacío por tu estorba. Memorias mueren en olvido, fui como un niño perdido sin hogar, sin destino. Lejos de ti yo me despido, si no pudiste conmigo, peor estará. Pero tu objetivo siempre ha sido frío Enamorar y engañar mi corazoncito Ya mis padres me advirtieron de ti Sabiendo que tú no eras para mí Memorias mueren en olvido Fui como un niño perdido Sin hogar, sin destino Lejos de ti yo me despido Si no pudiste conmigo to professionals. They're all just working hard for success. This show is to give those the opportunity to speak about their talents and what they're doing to succeed in their dreams. And now, here's your host, Sasha Marina. Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sasha Marina show. I'm your host, Sasha Marina. And today's guest, um, he goes by the name of Gal Weston. Uh, and he's known as a legendary filmmaker and host and, um, and many other things, creator of a grand film festival. It's called the AOF, AOF Film Festival, um, which has done very, very well in the past years. Um, and besides that, though, he's kind of taken all those talents and decided to, um, I guess, showcase those great people that he's met along the way of filmmaking. And then he's turned it into a book. And it's called The Top 100 Indie Filmmakers in the World. And this is just part one. So I can only imagine how many other wonderful indie filmmakers he's met that he's decided to make a part two or three or whatever's on his mind. So without further ado, I'm going to have him live on the air. Hello, Del. How are you? 
Wow, you you used the word grand describing something I'm doing. I'm excited. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank I you love for it. Wow. <laughs> oh my God! Great. Thank you for having me on the show. And great job on the show. I've been listening to the great job. Thank great you. Job. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, tell us a little bit about Del Weston. I guess let's talk as an author just just now because there's so much more to you than just you know. Uh, filmmaking and stuff like that. I kind of want to leave that to them because I'm sure that there's so much you can talk about. So as an author, this is something that you just started doing. Um, what gave you the idea to really start this um, this part one of a book? Well, there used to be something called uh, The Who's Who in America. And I noticed mm-hmm. that that book was, was not inclusive. It was usually just one group that was represented. And, and when I came up with the idea and the concept for the, the, the filmmaker's book, I realized that there were so many people from around the world who were doing such great work that they needed to be recognized. And uh, that's where the book came from. And when the technology for the iBook author program came out, I realized it was the right time because the book is an immersive, interactive book where you can see and understand the journey of a filmmaker, their favorite filmmakers, uh, their trailers, their interviews, their photos, and they all come to life through the magic of mm-hmm. Apple's uh, iTunes author iBook author. Okay, that's amazing. And are these all pretty much recommendations just from yourself, Mr. Weston, that you, you said these are the people that I consider one of the top 100 indie filmmakers? Well, it's not just my recommendations. It's, it's for people who I've seen do fantastic work and also from stories I've read on the Internet, films i received over the last 10 years, filmmakers I've met over the my course and my history in film film festivals and going around the country. So it's 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 a it's a pretty big audience uh that we've yeah. seen and a lot of them are coming directly from the the film festival that that I one of the ones that I produce. I actually work on five film festivals but the main one is action on film. Yes, correct. So um that's you, you just mentioned for you know for the past for the past decade or so this you you know this film festival has been going on. It's it's and, you know, it's great. Um, people, some, you know, some very known uh, people that you and I see on TV every day or on movies or whatever, they actually attend these festivals, um, you know, and, and, and they're part of it. Because we, we think that just because they're on mainstream um, TV or movies that um, perhaps these actors don't do indie film. And that's not the case for many of them. So um, that's always awesome. Tell us, what was your first, I guess, even though you've been a filmmaker for so long, but what made you really go on through with creating Action on Film Festival? I had a horrible experience at another film festival. I think they were very disrespectful to the filmmakers who were there, including myself. They Mm -hmm. weren't organized. It was kind of a really shabby affair. And I thought to myself, I could do better than this for filmmakers. I could really do better than this for filmmakers. And, and I decided at that point to create a film festival for them where they would be respected. Their films would be shown in theaters. They would have an opportunity. It would be a fair draw, not like some festivals out there where, you know, you know for sure there's no chance you're going to get in. You're going to get in or you're going to win. It's it's a tougher thing um, for um, uh, filmmakers to get out there and to be seen and to waste all their submission seats. For no reason, and that just that burns me up. So, I try to do things a little bit differently and give them a home, just like you're doing with your radio show, which is brilliant. Definitely, thank you so much. I appreciate that coming from you. It's true. Um, but 
but <laughs> but but going back to your fest, I totally agree with you. I personally, you know, I'm 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 the person that the filmmakers need in order to make their movies. But um, as a filmmaker, I totally agree with you that if you put, you know, your you sweat your life away um, a year or so to make, whether it be a short or whatever, for your your whole project to be complete, and then your next mission is submitting and having to pay for festivals and this and that, you know, and and mostly everything a lot of indie filmmakers especially starting it's everything out of pocket so it really hurts and it's really disappointing when you're like all of you're putting all of this effort and then maybe you don't get chosen for any film festival and if you do you don't you don't get the right respect that you should that you should have and that you know as a filmmaker I'm sure that that should be very disappointing and I'm glad that there's people that you have kind of caught a hold of that and said you know what well I'm gonna put the mumbo jumbo together and do it by myself (laughs) yeah it happened to me so I had no choice I saw what yeah. it was like, and that's one reason why we do bring celebrities out, and we do bring industry out. A lot of festivals promise those things, but they can't deliver them. And that's from right. Talia Shire to Harry Lennox, everybody you could imagine that really is big in the business, we brought them out. Deborah Carr, Hunger, Kim Coates, they've all been there, and they love the experience, and, and we appreciate them for that. I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not an easy thing to do. Definitely. What has... Um... I know you, you've had, this is your 11th annual now um, about to happen, but um, I guess what has been your most record-breaking year, or the one year that you that you remember as in, wow, I'm so proud of what I've done? i got to be honest with you, it was just this past year. This, for some reason, it, mm-hmm. it, it stopped being a film festival and became a love fest of people who just wanted to see other people do well. It was one of the strangest years I've ever experienced because we've been doing it so long. But it just became something that I've never experienced. Everyone was there to see other people do well. I had competitors buying tickets to the award show to applaud their competitors. It was a, it was an amazing thing. And we we have something called the AOFer, and that's an AOF filmmaker who's been involved for more than a year, and it's become the mm-hmm. AOF family. It really has, even though twenty thousand people show up, they're really vested wow. in other people's success. Wow, that's that's quite amazing. So, it is, um, <laughs> it is, and um, I, you know, I just recently. By the way, you got a great voice. I love your, I love your voice. By the way, <laughs> thank just you. Just so you know, you. put that out there. <laughs> just put it out there. So um, put it out there. You, know, <laughs> you you've been involved in, in the in, in these in this art of filmmaking for quite some time, for over thirty years. Right. Um, in that journey of yours, was there an a a moment that I don't, you know, I, you know, I ask different questions, but I, I sometimes I tend to ask filmmakers, you know, was there ever a moment that you said, you know, like I don't know, if this is for me, but for you, I, you know, I want to ask you, was there ever a moment that um, made you really just want to push harder in your career? Well, you know, the first time I saw one of my TV shows on the air, I had a show on Spike TV called Reality Racing, and it mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily seeing the show on the air, because that was brilliant. It was that first mm-hmm. paycheck. When I saw that first check for TV money, I thought to myself, <laughs> I think I just, I'm not kidding. I thought, I thought to myself, I just found my way home. I understand. Now I get it. If there is a, yeah. When you're doing something that's union or broadcast, there is something that is so wonderful about being compensated properly for your work. And I don't think anybody can deny that. That's one of those things where you say, you know, I got to do more of this. It's it's almost like crack because it's just mm-hmm. something so good to you. 
And it's something so brilliant because you're recognized, you're compensated, you're appreciated. There, there's no other way to say it. It's, it's, it's the ultimate part of, of, of being an indie filmmaker. It's being recognized and, and your work being uh, celebrated. There's nothing like that. Nothing. Including Definitely. Or a new dog, <laughs> nothing like that. That's <laughs> the only thing that does it. Don't laugh well, at my jokes. I'll just keep going, please. Be careful. <laughs> okay, so I, should, I shouldn't laugh, so they should stop. No, you should kidding. ignore <laughs> me. You should pretend I'm not even on the phone. Okay, okay. So, um, you know, that's quite funny what you just said about, you know, that that paycheck. You know, it's it's like crack and being. It's, and, and no, not because I'm hoping that you didn't just get into the industry because of the money. I mean, it's the grand reward. But um, it's something at the end of the day you, you have to really love, and obviously you have to have a vision for what you're doing for it to come out brilliant. And your course, experience with you, TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. But it, it, here's the thing. It's not just the money, but the money is a part of it. It's the acceptance. Of course. It's the recognition. Mm-hmm. You know, I was working at for uh, a producer at Paramount. When they called me for that show, i got to tell you, going to that commissary three or four times a week and sitting down, and being taken seriously for your voice and your vision, there's nothing like that. I mean, that's just – and to be paid on top of it, oh, my gosh. Brilliant. Most definitely. Brilliant. Yeah. In, in your experience with film and TV you know, producing that you just mentioned, um, out of all those roles, which one taught you um, the the most important aspects of filmmaking? The writing. Or it has to be the writing. Yeah, because mm-hmm. nothing is done without the script, and you can't even get in the front door if your writing is horrible. And so I mm-hmm. think one of the attributes that I had that got me the second television show is so that I could write, produce, and direct. And a lot of guys could only write or a lot of guys could only direct, but to have a triple threat there, the producers saw where they could actually trust one person at the helm of their production. So uh, for me, it begins with the writing, and that, that gets you in the door, and that establishes the fact that, you are someone to be reckoned with. You know what you're doing. That's a really great uh, thing to have. Okay, okay. Um, just you know, just to piggyback off that writing and knowing with your experience of, of filmmaking, do um do you have some sort of book or have you written a sort of book or manual of for filmmakers for you know what you know, to do, what to do, and what not to do? Mm-hmm. No, because there's a lot of people who give advice, and the problem with giving advice is everybody's journey is different. I've seen a few, like in the industry, a lot of the only people get through via these these internship programs or it's nepotism. But if you look at the people who are at the very, very top, there's very few who just broke in out of nowhere. They knew someone. They went through a DGA program. They had a friend or an uncle or a cousin or a brother or, or a, you know, whatever. And a lot of the people that I deal with don't have that. And so it's got to be their own journey first. And anybody can give you advice, but I think the big problem is you have to be the one who takes it. That could be a tough, tough thing. And to risk, I think you have to be a born risk taker, uh, you to take risks that it takes to go into this business because they're not, they're not discovering people at, at Schwab's pharmacy anymore. You know, you don't just sit there and look pretty and, they, and someone comes in and gives you a gig. You've got to be a part of a system. And that requires dedication, which means you have to be in a, in a program of your own to get forward. So I don't, I don't give advice that way. But what I do okay. give is, is, is lessons in tenacity and perseverance because that will get you through. 
Definitely. That that's obviously that's correct. You know, um, it, it, you have to be very willing to you know to be in the industry over and, and and at the end of the day and be successful and, and not just give it one or two years to be like oh if nothing happens in one or two years it's like no, no and, you know it's taking some people right. yeah it's like it takes some people quite some time and uh, and even though it's quite some time you have to be very good in all those in all those trials you know you got to give it your all so most definitely the co-host of my show Mark Giardino always mm-hmm. says to me when people ask him what any advice, he says, let me give you a piece of advice. If you, uh, if there's anything else you can do, and I can talk you out of doing this, you shouldn't be in the business to begin with. And I think that's brilliant. He tells you right from the start, if there's anything else, you, if I could convince you not to be in this business, then you shouldn't be in this business to begin with. You're not, you're not good for this business. And it's a lifelong journey for, for everybody. It's not just a 15-minute fix. You really have to want to be in this business to make it go. And it's tough. It's not easy. Uh, I completely agree. I mean, I've been, uh, you know, my, my spark of interest began at 14. You know, I, my mom helped me out throughout. I'm I'm still here. You know, it's been eight years, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, and I'm still going hard with it. And some people are like, I love so, that. you know, when are, when are you going to do this? And, you know, this and that. And I'm like, well, um, you know, for some people, it's, you know, the right place at the right time. And I'm just going with it, you know. And yeah. uh, my siblings decided to jump on 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 my on my wagon, and um, we we love what we do, and it's and it's a blast. And uh, you know, some family members might completely be like, "Oh, well, that's so you know, I'm so proud of you. You know, you're doing what you, you know, even though it's not so rewarding and it's not the the traditional whatever people think traditional is, you know, school and medicine or, or law school, whatever that is. <laughs> you know, um, well, I, I you know we love what we do, and and it's at least we're happy doing it. Yeah, but the law school's not for everyone. And just to, just imagine this for a second. Let's say yeah. you became a doctor and you weren't happy, right? How many patients would 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 fail because you were unhappy with what you're doing? I mean, it's not it's a two way street. You just can't say, well, exactly. I wouldn't be happy. Think if you were doing something you didn't love, how unhappy you would make the people who were around you. That would be horrible. That would be truly horrible. Definitely. You have you have people you know that are counting on you. Their lives are on your hands. You really have to love what you do. <laughs> I, you're you're correct. And it's like my second ex-wife. She wasn't a very good second ex-wife, and she made me miserable. So she's got to find a better job. That's what I always say. Yeah. That's fine. So as in, let's see what's what's coming up uh, new for you. You've just released this book. I know I I I know maybe it's a little overwhelming, but you just released this book. You have a part two coming out. I don't know when. You have a film um, festival be out in coming six out weeks. soon. There's, oh, yeah, six there's weeks four already. Books, yeah, mm-hmm. four books a year. There's 25 filmmakers per book, and then there's four books a year. They'll be coming out every year until I'm too old to write them. We have the top 50 indie writers in the world coming out in eight weeks, and it's a schedule. We, we've outlined literally hundreds of people who are doing such fantastic work that we want to see their work recognized. And, and appreciate it, and there's only one way to do that for us, and that's to bring them out in this series of books that people can actually go to, see, and, and interact with that filmmaker. It's very important for us to get this done in a timely and, uh, and intense manner, unlike anything anybody else would do. I mean, this is just a great opportunity for everybody involved, including us. Definitely. So um, let's, that being long, because I know that a lot of um your reasons for creating this book was, you know, having this film festival and seeing so many brilliant filmmakers. 
How can, as a filmmaker tuned in right now, how can they um, submit their film to your festival? Very oh, easily. Just go to, just go to mm-hmm. AOFest.com, AOFest.com, like Action on Film Festival, and uh, go to the submit page. We are accepting films through July of 2015. Last year we showed 500 films. This year we're going to show 525 in a week, which is more than any other film festival shows. We've got great theaters, wonderful people, huge events, and, of course, a lot of celebrities and industry people. Last year, we were able to sell eight films at the festival for people. We've got people like Aaron Kermes and others who are actually producing with distributors now uh, that we've set them up with, and it's just a brilliant opportunity for everybody. So, you you know, the, the name of the festival is called Action on Film. It doesn't Correct. necessarily mean that these films have to be action-related, do they? Not at all. It means action on film refers to the action a director takes to make his or her film and then the reaction mm-hmm. to that effort by the audience. That's all it means. But people okay. did associate us with action films, which is fine because it's a great genre. But we show great documentaries, great drama, great comedy, great uh, love stories. We, we have it all, shorts, features, documentaries, and animation, and everything in between. Yeah, because I um I had interviewed one of your the actresses that actually won an award um in one of your past festivals called Tracy Birdshaw and she's a brilliant I woman in her Birdshaw. movie. <laughs> yeah, and her woman was her, her movie was like a comedy, so I was like, well, okay, so I don't think it really necessarily means it has to be action. Um, not at all. Okay, so uh, but yeah, she's Tracy been with Birdshaw us for a like number awesome. of years. Yeah. Yeah, she's been with us for a number of years, and she's made some really great films. I mean, what a great producer and what a great person. Absolutely amazing young lady. And it's funny because, you know, she was telling me her story and how, you know, she was in the industry and then she took a break, which is incredible. You know, she had her life and stuff like that, and she just, you know, recently got back in again, and, you know, she's doing so well. So I'm glad that how we were talking before that, you know, if you're meant for this industry, you should definitely stick with it. And, and you know, she definitely knew that this was an industry with her for her, and no matter yeah, what. Yeah, she's so, got that, um, you know, you see her every day. You don't recognize her, but she's on those stamp.com commercials. And those mm-hmm. things have been running for 10 years, and they have no sign of stopping. So you're going to see her for a long time to come. I, I was joking with her about her residual checks and her buyouts, and she says, you know, I've had a commercial running on air, national or, or or top regional, for the last 25 years every year. That's an amazing feat. I mean, that's an amazing feat for a person to get yeah. that kind of thing done. Brilliant. That's that's that crack you were talking about earlier. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't kidding. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Del, is there anything you'd like to mention about you know your upcoming projects? I know you're busy with with this you know writing and and, and film festival. So, what about as a filmmaker? Have you? Well, I'm working on a I'm working on a new mm-hmm. film called Victims, and I just finished a film with Harry Lennox, Carmen Argentiano, and Nick Mancuso called Sunny and Ray Ray, which will be out soon. My latest film is Behind the Gate. It stars Joe Pesci, Oscar De La Hoya, and Bob Baffert. I worked for a great director, Mark Giardino, and his wonderful wife, his exec producer, um, uh, Daryl Ann Lindley Giardino, who's the daughter of Slim Pickens. The film came out great. It recently won the Wrangler Award, which is one of the top awards you can win in the country. And to put that in perspective, the year before us, Kevin Costner won. The year before that, Ken Burns won. And the year before that, Steven Spielberg won, and then we won this year, so we're the fourth year. Uh, That's of amazing. Congratulations. Out. 
Yeah, and the the awards show's been going on for about 35, 40 years. So it was nice to be recognized in a show like that. I mean, what a really great and wonderful opportunity that was to work with them. And uh, I'm, like I said, the, the show continues on. Um, Del Weston's action on film, which is DelWestonOnFilm.com. And we keep struggling, just like you, to, to do something good and to bring uh, to bring people some notoriety they may not otherwise have. It's it's quite a beautiful industry, and um, I, I the other day I was you know I was there thinking by myself, and I was trying to analyze somewhat of of how the industry has been growing because when I when I first got you know started even though I was a teen you know I I kind of had to start with like people way older than me because my mm-hmm. age you know a lot of kids they were. You know, we're still in high school, and half of them are still in La La Land, and uh, I didn't really have that crew around me, you know, especially in Miami. Right. kind of to find that people involved in the industry, and it was usually people that were mid-20s and older. So, anyway, right. um, it, it kind of took me some time to really, you know, find groups that I could, you know, and, and, and meet people on social networks and stuff like that that shared what I had. And in the past years, um, I, I feel that it's just, a swarm of people really just, just you know, getting into the business independently or, or whatever. And um, some people that have said, look, I, I got tired of being a desk girl. I want this is what I want to do, and I'm doing it, and I quit my job. So I've, I've yep. met a lot of those stories along the way, and I feel like it's getting so much bigger. So I don't know if it's that it's getting bigger, or is it that I'm more in the, the industry that I see more people. <laughs> but um, well, I, I think mean, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. Remember. Uh-huh. You know, media is exploding in such a way that someone mm-hmm. can put together a show like what you're doing and have millions of listeners, even if you mm-hmm. don't know it. Someone called me the other day and said, hey, I just saw your book on a Swedish website. And I said, really? I said, yeah. And if you look around, there's so many more opportunities to become known because you can be, yeah. you can force yourself into the public psyche now. You can actually do things where you become noticed and seen and believed, whereas before it would take a promotion company, PR, a lot of money, TV appearances, because that's the only major media outlet. And now you can do it yourself. And so I think with someone like you, who's actually putting herself out there, doing the work and grinding, what occurs is you're beating someone else out every single day. And they see what you're doing, they want to be just like you. You're a role model. (laughs) You're a role model, that's what you are. Most definitely. I mean, I, you know, my goal is to be at least a, a positive one. And and as for what you were saying, yeah, I've seen I've seen my name or or the show's logo like talking about overseas, you know, in sites and yeah. stuff. That I'd be like, wow, um, cool, you know. Um, I've had people email me, which is kind of it's kind of funny. I'm like, oh, so I, was, I don't know, you know, your first email about like, oh, can I have like your picture? And I'm like, okay, cool. That's but, wonderful. Um, you know, you, you're never ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. And the other, and yeah. the other thing that I think is wonderful with, with what you're doing as well is the fact that, you know, combination to success, I think, and part of it is just being there. It's like going to the deli. If you take a number, at one point they got to call your number, and, you, and then yeah. it's your turn. Just by being in queue, there's a chance for you to make it because you're, you're aware another 300,000 people who wanted to do it but didn't, you're there. And so there's a, yeah. there's, a, there's a great chance your number will be called soon. Because I've seen some people who succeeded. They're not very smart or very bright, but they were in line a long time. And they waited their, mm-hmm. they waited their chance. And they got it. God bless them. Most definitely. So, uh, Del, I totally appreciate it. This has been the funnest uh, 30 minutes of my week thus far. 
So nice. uh, thank, you, <laughs> thank nice. you so much for taking your time on being on the show. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to really like I don't even know, probably like attend your festival this this July if I'm back. You on come the down to my festival and hang out with me. It'll be the time of your life. I guarantee it. I guarantee right, you're, looking... you're going to meet some of the most <laughs> wonderful people you've ever met in your life. Brilliant people. I, I'm I'm totally looking forward to it, sir. So uh, thank you so much. You said that your next book comes out in six weeks. I'm totally looking forward to that. I'll, you know, I'm here to promote it or whatever. You're welcome back on. You know, thank you. Whenever you want. You know, so uh, thank you I'll so take much. I'll you up and, on that. I love that. All thank right. You, all right. Have a great day. You and thank you. You're the best host in the world. <laughs> thank Tell you. The world. Have a great week. <laughs> the world. <laughs> Bye. In the world. <laughs> So there you have it. That was Del Weston. Awesome, brilliant guy. Um, for those that are just tuning in right now or, you know, you didn't catch where you can really follow Weston and, and stuff like that, you go to AOF Fest and find everything on his film festival. And if you're interested in this top 100 indie filmmakers um, in the world book, part one, um you know, find it on iTunes. It's on iTunes, and I'm sure if you just Google it or wherever, it'll pop up. So go to iTunes, type in that uh, that name right there, and download your book. And if you don't know, if you just really want, like, a direct link because you're kind of lazy that way, um, right under this episode you can find the direct link to this book. Or if not, you can find Del on um, on Facebook, Del Weston. You know, it's all pretty easy, guys. So there's no reason not to stay tuned um, with Del Weston and his projects. And as for us, you can follow us through the com. You can like our page on Facebook, The Sasha Marina Show, all pretty self-explanatory. You can uh, follow me on Twitter and, and all that good stuff. And Instagram and Facebook, blah, 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 with my name, Sasha Marina. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and um, bye-bye. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.